0: You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today is going down right here.
1: Fantasy Sports Today right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez and the King, Scott Angle, taking you through all the news and notes, reactions, takeaways, and overreactions of Sunday of week 10 in the NFL and the fantasy football season. We'll also get you ready for Monday night football as the Giants and 49ers play. It is a far cry from a Monday night football game when the Niners and Giants played when I think they were both 10 and 1 in the 1990 season. You remember that one, Scotty? I think they called it like Super Bowl 35 and a half. Whatever it was when the Giants and the Niners were at the top of the NFC, I think they were both 10-1 and 1 in a uh, big-time game. Uh, this Monday Night Football game will not have that juice necessarily tonight.
2: Yeah, I do remember that game. I was in college at the time, and uh, we actually had like a big viewing party uh, for the game. And uh, yeah. times change for sure. I, I, remember, I remember the Giants going to the Super Bowl, beating the Niners. I remember Leonard Marshall's like massive yes. sack on uh, on, Montana. on uh, Joe Montana, where it just like He's he out the to sun and just swallowed him up. I, I think that no, was. A I don't, I don't think it was. It was I think the Giants hit a field goal to like to win the oh, UFC title. The game. Leonard
1: Marshall one, yes, that one was yeah. I believe fifteen ten or fifteen thirteen. I'm yeah. talking about a different one. I think Jim Burt. Uh, um, Crushed Joe Montana in a dominant Giants over 49ers playoff effort, but that might have been in the 86 season instead. Yeah, but I, I digress. So. We're talking about Monday Night Football, right? Next week, I want to let people know already, Stratford said it at the top of the hour in the news and notes. I know we're looking ahead, but next week, Monday Night Football, Scotty, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Los Angeles Rams. Oh my, our point's going to be scored in that one. Channeling my inner Dick Enberg. They've already hung a total for that one. 63 and a half, the highest over-under we've seen in the NFL in a very long time. Scotty, would you still take the over in that one?
2: I think I would, actually. Right? Um, <laughs> yeah. You
1: got to figure both teams get in the 30s, right? I could see 35, 31 very easily in that one.
2: I could see it too. And yeah. the interesting thing about this fantasy wise is it's going to decide a lot of fantasy results. Yeah, it will. Because, you sure know, t- a t- lot t- of There's so involved. many key players on yep. each side. So you can't, you, we talk about you can't be confident after a Thursday. You know, you're going to look at your game after Sunday night, and a lot's going to be hanging in the balance. Yeah. Absolutely. For tonight, I can't imagine that so many people are having a game hanging in the balance because what really is there uh, on the San Francisco side that you can depend on, maybe other than Matt Breida? And then for the Giants, you got Odell, and, you know, you have Saquon Barkley, but not too much after that.
1: Yeah, in my big time, in my biggest home dynasty league where I'm the defending champion, I'm 8-1 right now going into it. I have a big time lead, but I am facing Saquon Barkley and Scotty. The San Francisco defense, which does stand to maybe sack Eli and turn the ball over a little bit, but I digress. I mentioned, Scotty, that big-time Monday night football matchup for next week because maybe the total needs to be a little bit lower because the Rams will likely be without Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup looks like a non-contact knee injury. McVeigh was very, uh, you know, kind of down about it at the end saying it did not look good. Cooper Cup, a big injury. Dez Bryant, he was gone before we even knew you, his achilles his first practice with the saints james connor in the concussion protocol um but it looks like connor should be okay because the steelers have that mini buy it looks like uh connor and it looks like Connor's set up to be a workhorse the rest of the way because he might have that backfield to himself reports now that Lev bell may not come through that door talk to me about cup and connor as the big injuries from week 10
2: well, with Connor, I don't think we can assume anything. You know, you would okay. make you a little bit more optimistic. But everybody heals differently, like Dr. A says, especially sure. from a concussion. With Cup, you know, McVay saying it's not looking good, but we have to uh, you know, wait for the official reports to come back. But, you know, you're going to have to brace to do something else there at uh, wide receiver.
1: All right. Fair enough. And listen, we're other other kind of longer term interest injuries. Remember, A.J. Green may still already be out for week 11. The Chargers, remember, my pick may be getting Joey Boza back sometime soon. Scotty, let's talk about these Kansas City Chiefs. That's the next game we're going to get into is here on FST and the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We go game by game. But first, before we get into that, Scotty, I got to let people know. That uh, the NBA lineup optimizer is now available over at DailyRoto.com. Subscribers are crushing it on a nightly basis. Okay, forget just the NBA. You can go and get the DailyRoto.com elite package. It'll give you access year-round to the successful tools and projections that subscribers have been using, basically to print money in the NFL, in Major League Baseball, even in PGA daily contests. When you sign up for the elite package, you'll get the new betting tools. They've ruled out. Okay, honestly, if you're doing it somehow else, it's wrong. You're at a competitive disadvantage. Go to DailyRoto.com click on the Go Premium tab and see what the Elite Package has to offer. Use the promo code FNTSY for a special discount. This next game is one of those teams that I mentioned Scott that's going to be having in what we think will be a shootout next Monday and they will be 9-1 and when they do so. It will be a battle of 9-1 and teams and the one representing the AFC is the Kansas City Chiefs. They get a W here 26-14 to against the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals were game, though, keeping it closer than many people thought. It won't spread that Vegas hung. Patty Mahomes only 249 yards and two touchdowns. The Cardinals were kind of mucking it up a little bit But listen, they still can't be stopped. You have Patty Mahomes with the two touchdowns, Kareem Hunt. You know, Kareem Hunt winds up with 90-some-odd total yards. Uh, Travis Kelsey, 6-for-46. But Tyreek Hill, 7 catches, 117 yards, 2 touchdowns, another 20 yards on the ground, and even got some work in as a cameraman as well, Scotty.
2: Yeah, that was... I think my favorite celebration of the year. <laughs> <laughs> it's not one of them of all time. I I thought it was that that was absolutely hysterical but you know Tyreek Hill like you know was beating the pants off of Patrick Peterson like didn't even hustle on one downfield yeah. completion yesterday. And uh you thought they were going to start rolling up uh, you know more production but it just didn't happen. The offense uh you know was humming early and then it started to sputter a little bit. Uh you know they they, they the uh the Cardinals, you know, had some drives that really sucked up a lot of clock too. Yeah, you know, you're playing play some keep away there. So, you know, but look, if this is the kind of floor you're going to get from Mahomes, and you still get a great game from Hill, you know, what are you complaining about? Uh, Travis Kelsey, look, not every play blows up every week. Same thing for Kareem Hunt, but you still have to have a, a ton of confidence in this offense. And on the other side, look, David Johnson. Uh, That's right, twenty-eight touches is, 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 was the most productive fantasy player of the week. And with Byron Leftwich, uh, now you know the former Bruce Arians uh, intern, uh, he's going back to what made this team click. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald didn't have a great game. Christian Kirk, he was a dud, but uh, Christian Kirk might start falling off now if they're going to start getting the ball to Fitzgerald again. And just. Uh, you know, just just very, very interesting from the Arizona perspective because uh, I, I remember Dez Bryant uh, this past weekend when he got picked up, a lot of people overblew it. Like, you know, one guy in our league spent half his fab budget just for the uh, game. Yeah, you mentioned and then that. somebody was, was asking me on Saturday, should I trade Dez Bryant away to get David Johnson? I thought, I'm afraid Dez might blow up and, uh, you know, David Johnson might start tanking again. I said, you're way overthinking this. I said you got to get David Johnson, and he made the trade like hours before Des suffered that season-ending the injury. Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, listen, David, David, remember we said also, remember when the Cleveland Browns, you know, they were changing offensive coordinator and play callers and we were like, what's going to be different and new in that offense? And we were like, maybe it's getting Duke Johnson back involved in the passing game. We knew with Byron Leftwich that something was going to happen here. This was going to look a little different. And they are going back to where their bread is buttered. David Johnson with 28 touches, you know, you got to like the 183 scrimmage yards and two touchdowns. So DJ is back in the conversation. And similar with Larry Fitzgerald, six for 50, you know, maybe he is ascending a little as well. I want to ask you this on the Chiefs' side, Scott. Next year, it's mid-August. You're in a PPR format. You have the, oh, I don't know, you have the 11th or 12th pick. You have Tyreek Hill and Odell Beckham staring at you in the face. Who are you drafting? Because I think I draft Hill now over Odell Beckham.
2: Yeah, I think as he scores more often, I. But then again, and Giants offense. You know, we're not, who, who we're, knows we're, who's going to
1: be the quarterback for the Giants next year?
2: Yeah, we're not. We can't draft for next year yet. We we don't like you said. We don't know who the Giants quarterback is going to be next year. Do they make some sort of big shakeup trade for somebody? You know, you don't know if that's right. going to happen or not. As of right now, like if we were doing a draft, say, you know, for the the last uh, six weeks in the playoffs, like a half season sort of things, I. I'd probably take Hill. I feel like he's going to score more often. He's in the more explosive offense, you know. And uh right. you know, it's like we were talking about the the other day with Tristan McCaffrey, when you said would right. take him third overall. I said, "I think that's a bit reactionary, but I I don't think it's reactionary with Hill."
1: right. Like there I you know, I'd be hard-pressed to name five wide receivers I'd rather have than Tyreek Hill. You know, when it comes okay. to my mind, I'm thinking try it. I can name three. I can name three that I'd rather have. I can name three. I might be Adam able to name five. One. All right, Adam Thielen would be one. Uh, okay. Michael Thomas would be another. Okay. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins would be
2: another. Right.
1: Uh, and then honestly, I'd struggle from there. Well, like A. B.
2: Julio Jones, maybe. No, A. B. Devontae, Devontae Adams. Adams, maybe. Yeah, yeah, and then I would, then I would, then I would put a Hill six probably. You'd rather have Hill over Julio
1: Jones, you're saying?
2: Moving forward, William Jones don't get in the end zone enough.
1: I mean, well, he has Unless the last start two, throwing two weeks in, in a
2: row. He has that's the last that's two that's weeks only, in a row. <laughs> yeah, but you you know you know what? Uh, he has I two all season, and Hill did that in one game yesterday.
1: Yeah, I understand. Listen, I'm 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 saying this like, yeah, Tyreek Hill. I'm trying to make the point that yes, Tyreek Hill is a locked and loaded wide receiver one. We we landed on him, what, maybe six or seven, something like that. He needs to be considered as such. I also personally I've got a little sinking feeling that Adam Thielen's second half will not be as good as his first half, but call it a hunch. That's just me. Let's keep it moving. Yeah, it's got, no, it's gotta be a
2: hunch because I, I can't see anything yep. to base it on. You know, but sometimes, you know, it's just hunch.
1: Yep, sometimes we have hunches and sometimes they come through. You know, not a lot of people had a hunch on the Buffalo Bills offense yesterday, though, Scott. But they go ahead and put up 41 points against the hapless New York Jets. It looks like Josh McCown was not necessarily better than Sam Darnold. 50% completion percentage, 17 out of 34, only 135 yards, two interceptions, nothing going on for this Jets offense on the ground. Elijah McGuire t- Martin Cannon, Isaiah Crowell, nobody doing work. Chris Herndon was the team's leading scrimmage yard, like had the most scrimmage yards on this team. Chris Herndon. Herndon had the most scrimmage yards for the Jets as a rookie tight end with 34 yards, mostly on the strength of a 22-yard catch. His 22-yard catch would have pretty much outgained everybody on the rest of this team. The entire Jets put up less than 200 yards of offense against this Buffalo Bills team. Help Talk me off the ledge here, Scotty. What are the Jets doing? Will Todd Bowles have a job by the time Thursday night football kicks off this
2: week. Talk you off the ledge? Jump.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should have jumped a long time
2: ago as a, as a Jets fan. They got the bye and then you know what? They have New England at home, but yep. I've seen it before. Even when a team looks this pathetic, uh, oh, they, they get up know, for they, New they, England at home. They, they, they always play New England at home. Yeah, they'll, they'll get up for, for a division. They, won't, they don't want to be embarrassed two games in a row. Yep. And I, I think they'll get up for the Patriots.
1: Yeah, I'm telling you right now, it's not this week, right? They got the bye. But I'm telling you right now, because New England's got a bye also. They're coming off pissed off, right? This is going to be, the Jets are going to be over a touchdown home dogs in that game. And you're right. They may show up to play. Todd Bowles' job may be hanging from a thread. Talk to me about the other side of things. Listen, I don't want to get too crazy about it, right? Like Foster, we don't really care about. The offensive lineman caught a touchdown here. So I know about that. But talk to me about Shady McCoy. Shady McCoy has disappeared. At some point, people had him like FanDuel one week, had him as something like the 25th most expensive running back at one point in time. But let's not forget about LaShawn McCoy and the skill set that is there. He gets in the end zone twice, 118 total scrimmage yards, 27 touchdowns. He is the Buffalo Bills offense. Is he an RB2, Scott?
2: He's an RB3 judging him by his performances. Mm. I can't say he's an RB2 based on one outing. Coming in, he had 24 carries in his 24 yards in his last 24 carries. So you can't rely on Shady McCoy at all. So, you know, he's got, after the bye, he's got Jacksonville, he's got Miami, he's got the Jets right. again, you know, uh, you know, maybe some decent performances there. But uh, yeah, it's going to take more than one game to convince me that I can suddenly trust him as an RB2 again. You know, there was even some discussion we had about, you know, is Shady McCoy still rosterable in the 10-team league last week? So, uh, look, for one week he dispelled the narrative, but, you know, he's, he's still not, 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 to- not totally sold, you know, that we won't see a stinker the next time out.
1: Yeah. Talk to me uh, also. The Bills are saying that their uh, rookie quarterback, Josh Allen, may be trending in the right direction, maybe on the road to recovery. Did Mike Barkley earn himself another start? I mean, he's definitively at this point, at least, ahead of Derek Anderson and Nate Peterman, right?
2: Yeah, but I think, you know, if Allen comes back, you know, they want to start looking to the future and getting him as much work as possible. So I can't see where Barkley would uh really figure in as a starter.
1: All right, so and it does sound it does sound correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Scotty, it does sound like uh, Josh Allen is close to maybe return, so we may see him under center for the bills next
2: time they're out. Yeah, uh, we'll have to wait and see. there was He was limited in practice last week, so he's trended in the right direction. They have a buy now, so it's a good shot he comes back and he's the starter after the bye.
1: All right. Uh, fair enough. I also want to let people know, Scotty, that, listen, after this week, let's say you're like five and five, right? Let's say you're even four and six and need to get on a run with and get on real three in a row or something like that. What I'm telling you is go on over to RotoExperts.com. Click and get the RotoExperts exclusive edge in-season fantasy football package. You'll get great content. You get the Kings ranks. You get the fantasy executive blog. So many other tools that you need to win your leagues and win that cash. And then don't forget, you can apply all that that understanding by going on over to the props builder tool at mybookie.ag forget multiple lineups, ditch the hassle of late scratches, avoid experts winning 90% of the money, invest in the players that you want without salary caps, take take what you learn from the Roto Experts exclusive edge and season package and find some props and then just sign up over at mybookie, use the promo code FNTSY, you get a 50% deposit bonus, no more dealing with late scratches, no more experts to compete against. Just the prop that you choose. MyBookie.ag Enter the promo code FNTSY Scotty when we come back we still got oh I don't know four or five games to break down. Monday Night Football the preview here on FST. Remember if you didn't catch the first hour make sure you subscribe to Roto Experts in the morning as well. This way you get both hours of Dane and Scott breaking down everything we saw from week 10. When we come back Scott I wanted to ask you this. I always talked about style makes fight, and I was wondering which style would rule the day, the Washington football team that wanted to be slow, grind it out, and play defense, or the magic that Fitzpatrick had with uh, Tampa Bay throwing the ball left and right. I want to see which one you thought won the day when we come back. It's FST on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
0: DailyRoto.com
1: No doubt that when you listen to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, when you listen to FST, when you listen to the King and the Spitting Statistician, you win your leagues and you win that cash. That's what we're doing here, helping you break down everything we saw yesterday in Week 10. And I'm telling you right now, Scott, this segment is going to be, be me continuing to lobby for a couple of running backs who you hate and that I have been talking about are actually viable for a couple of weeks. The first one is in this game where the Washington football team beats Tampa 16-3. They go to 6-3, and three, Scott, and Washington now with the Sunday night football game that we're going to discuss a little bit later on. Scott, the Washington football team has a two-game lead in the NFC East. They stand at 6-3. and three. The Cowboys and the Eagles after Sunday night football are both 4-5. and five. Talk to me right now before we dive to some of the players and the stats on this game. Uh, talk to me about Washington. What percent chance do you give them to actually hold hold off Dallas, hold off Philly, and win the NFC East at this point?
2: I think it's really about hold... They're just playing better than the other teams. You know, they right. they obviously have a better record and, you know, still it still seems simplistic. Your record is what they... It is sure. what it says you are, right? Denny Green, But, talk you know, about they've, they've been very, very inconsistent. So the Giants are out of it, obviously. Uh, you know, Dallas finally played well on the road, and Philly later stinker. You know, all these teams are capable of late uh, laying stinkers. So I say because they already have an established lead, I give them about a 65% chance to win the division.
1: It's crazy. Washington may hold on again in this division. Now let's look into this a little bit. I was talking about style makes fight, right? How Tampa Bay is always in these shootouts back and forth, and that's just not the way Washington plays. And it looks like Washington was able to kind of set the tone for this one Alex Smith with only 178 yards and a touchdown but it was enough for them Adrian Peterson with only 68 yards on the ground you know 69 if you add the one in the air 21 touches and then Listen, there's cobbling it together. We were wondering who would do work in the receiving game. No Paul Richardson, no Jamison Crowder, no Chris Thompson, right? And so they go to the slapstick crew of Jordan Reed, four for fifty-one, Maurice Harris, five for fifty-two, dotson even gets in the end zone. But they're they're you know similar Zero to Tennessee. A little Davis. Bit. Yeah, similar to Tennessee. They're kind of winning ugly.
2: Yeah, they are, but this 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 was more about a defensive performance. Yeah, they, on offense they didn't. You don't turn think the Tennessee Titans do
1: the same kind of thing? They've got the number one defense points per game in the league. Are the Washington football team and Tennessee similar teams?
2: Uh, no, they got a better. I think they got a more mobile quarterback with a little more upside in Tennessee. Uh, there's no Corey Davis type in Tennessee. There's no Adrian Peterson type, uh, you know, over in Tennessee. Although you know, Dion Lewis is is pretty good. Overall, uh, both both these teams are capable of playing good defense, but I think Tennessee's more consistent. So I don't see them as mirror images of each other. It's different how they won yesterday. It was completely with defense, I think, whereas Tennessee played balanced offense yesterday. It was about forcing turnovers. They didn't turn the ball over. They managed the game, and they forced turnovers.
1: Yep, you're talking about some of the turnovers. Fitz Magic threw two picks. But funny enough, he still throws for 406 yards on 41 attempts. Scotty, the guy I wanted to ask you about is, are you going to warm a little bit to Peyton Barber? Peyton Barber, 13 carries for 61 yards, another five in the past game. He touches it 14 times, gets you 65 yards. This is now a few games in a row. I'm not saying he's sexy, Scott, but you talk about how running back after the t- Top, you know, eight or nine is such a crapshoot. Uh, Peyton Barber with no Ronald Jones in there, no one else really to threaten. Uh, is Peyton Barber in that mix of, you know, back-end RB2 flex? Like, you, got, you, you know you're going to get something from him. Is there now a floor there from Peyton Barber?
2: How many points did he score in a PPR yesterday?
1: In a PPR yesterday, he scored seven and a half.
2: Yes, yeah, so I think that answers your question.
1: Yeah, but now you're going to be. RB2s, though, that RB2s don't score
2: 7.5 points.
1: Yeah, but Scotty, I mean, like. He's, he's an, now f- he's an to do RB4. This.
2: He's an RB4. All right. All right. Maybe, maybe an RB5. So. Last few I games. Remember, I remember. If I say so, I'll give you facts. Last, I'll give you the last four games, right? 7.6 PPR points, 6, 14.5, 3. Okay.
1: He's had 1, uh, 2, we, 3,
2: 4, 5, 6, 7 games of seven and a half points or less this year okay. to me you know, I, it's funny you keep asking me about peyton barber you know yep. the guy is rb four slash five
1: okay fair enough we have one of our just because he pets. starts
2: doesn't make him viable
1: Fair enough. We have one of our gentlemen's bets uh, moving forward the next four weeks. I'm on the Peyton Barber side. You're on the Josh Adams side. Uh, so there was about a three-point gap there. Josh Adams got 4.7 yesterday. I want to ask you about someone else on Tampa. Is it time to worry at all about Mike Evans, Scott? Three for 51. Uh, you know, started the year off really good. Was a wide receiver one in a per per game kind of basis. Um, hasn't had a dom- had one big game like in his last four. Three for fifty-one. Are you worried at all about Mike Evans, or is this just the way it's going to be when they spread it around?
2: I think you're definitely worried about it. You know, we talked about, uh, you know, is Tom Brady overrated, and is Aaron Rodgers overrated? Is uh, mm-hmm. is Mike Evans overrated? I think he, you can say he certainly is. You know, he's certainly not playing like a wide receiver one right now. In terms of touchdowns, he uh, you know, he only has one since since week three. And right. uh, the last two weeks, he's got four catches for 67 yards. So, uh, yeah, for the last last two weeks, he's got 10.7 points. Yeah, I'm worried.
1: OK, I mean, the last two weeks, the two weeks before that, though, Scott, he, you know, definitely did not worry fantasy owners, you know, six for 179 and a touchdown on 13 targets, seven for 107 on 11 targets. So is it that you're worried or is it just that the consistency is that issue here?
2: I'm worried because more often than not, is an issue you know, because there okay, was also before it, it, those two good games in week seven yep. and eight, uh, you know, he's he had a he had a nine point eight, uh, you know, game sure. of the PPR the last two sure, weeks. But weeks one he he's like, been awesome. Yeah. But the, like you said, the consistency is not there. It's sure. like the he came out of the he came out of the gate very strong. Uh, yep. But since since week four, he's only had two good games, really and uh, the last 2 weeks have been paint barber like in terms of the production
1: it is very interesting. He's had nine games so far this season. In five of them, which is slightly over half, he's had 17 or more. So you're okay with that. And that but that's the only part of the problem, as you're saying, Scott. That is now happening 50% of the time. You want a little bit more out of your back-end wide receiver one, high-end wide receiver two, than that. All okay. right, Scotty, I told you I was going to ask you about two running backs here that I've been lobbying By for. By the way, Peyton before Bar- you,
2: before you is- move on, Before you move on from Tampa Bay, Ryan Fitzpatrick threw for 400 yards but not a single touchdown, and he turned the ball over three times. Didn't even hit 17 points yesterday. And that's, you know, we talk about Ryan Fitzpatrick. You know, that's the danger with Ryan Fitzpatrick. You know, he can bottom out at any time. And there's already talk about Jameis Winston now starting in the next game hmm
1: Interesting. You know, t- Tampa Bay is going back and forth. They have no idea what it is that they're doing. And, you know, and it's interesting the impact it may have on guys like Evans, guys like O.J. Howard, guys like Adam Humphreys, you know, when one, one uh, options may be the preference of another quarterback. I want to keep it moving, Scott. And it's, like, it's like we I-
2: talked about, though, two weeks ago, though. If they lost two more games, you know, they might yep. go back to Winston.
1: Right. Once they are definitively out of the playoffs, although at this point, yeah. I think only the most fair weather fan would have to consider the three and six bucks still in the playoffs. Um, Peyton Barber was one of these running backs, Scott, but I think you know, I think you may have to acknowledge a little bit more on the other one. The other running back is Aaron Jones in Green Bay, who goes fifteen carries, a hundred forty-five yards, two touchdowns, and you know, he's also a little bit three for another the twenty-seven in the pass game. I saw another stat, Scott. Aaron Jones is leading the NFL in yards per carry. Are you? I'll ask you the same question I asked you about Peyton Barber. Are you warming on Aaron Jones?
2: Yeah, I certainly am. Uh, you wonder okay. whether it's kind of yards per carry he can keep up, but uh, you know he's showing tremendous vision, speed, excellent balance, body lean, everything you want to see. But I think you still have to remember there's a pass-first team. Uh, You know, he's definitely uh, moved up to RB2 territory for me. Uh, You know, I wouldn't say mid-range RB2 just yet, but, you know, certainly climbing. You know, he's looked good. It was very unusual to see the Packers, uh, you know, do an inside handoff at the goal line when they throw so much. But Jimmy Graham mm-hmm. really hasn't done enough near the goal line. So, you know, maybe this is one of the reasons you know, they're sending. They, they want to have more offensive balance, keep their defense off the field a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, the arrow is definitely pointing up on Aaron Jones. I'm a, I'm a little bit surprised that, uh, you know, they, that Mike McCarthy has finally broken down and, you know, given in and had a little bit of a running game here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It looks like they are searching for a little bit more balance. Aaron Rodgers can't do it all. Remember, he's got a bum wheel as well. You mentioned Jimmy Graham, only one for 14. Devontae Adams has another one of his good games. Two touchdowns help out your effort there. Um, Scotty, Marcus Valdez Scantling, week to week start moving forward because Allison's on IR. Looks like Randall Cobb, you know, kind of the wear and tear is catching up to him. Not a ton of tread on his tires. Uh, Marcus Valdez Scantling, week to week start in your opinion, even when Aaron Rodgers throws for less than 200 yards?
2: Yeah, uh, you know, he had like a 10 and a half point day yesterday. Uh, obviously he's going to get the opportunities, he's ahead of the, uh, on the depth chart of Aquanium is St. Brown. Jimmy Graham can't right. be trusted. Uh yeah, you know, Rogers has been kind of disappointing. Uh I don't think I can rank rank him as a top five quarterback every week going forward. I think a lot of people do that by default. And of course Rodgers can bounce back, but you know, right now, you know, he's not airing it out. You know, Devontae Adams is you know, hogging just a lot of that right now because he's his most familiar sure. guy. But Valdez Gantling, you know, very viable number three fancy wide receiver three three every week yep and and
1: here's the thing another example we talked about it as it related to tom brady earlier in the show scott tom Brady. everywhere i saw at least the top three quarterbacks off the board in most drafts were tom brady aaron Rodgers, and then i'll throw deshaun watson in there as as what i saw a lot of times going brady underperforming, Aaron Rodgers banged up, underperforming, Deshaun Watson maybe not able to breathe with a punctured lung and maybe coming back a little bit but has not returned that value either depending on the format of your league. All the more reason to wait on quarterbacks. Scott, one thing I want to mention in this game um, from the other side. Can we hear at the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, can we hear at Fantasy Sports Today and Roto Experts in the morning, can we just tip our hat to Frank Gore? I mean – The man just will not stop. 13 carries for 90 yards out of Frank Gore. He gets over 100 scrimmage yards with his two catches on the day. Doesn't get into the end zone. But I also heard that Frank Gore is now, I think he's something like fourth all time in rushing, Scott. I mean, the man is something like 14 straight seasons of 500 yards in a row. Scotty, this man's a Hall of Famer. And it goes under the radar because in baseball terms, I think we would call him a a compiler of sorts. But you think he's going to be wearing a gold jacket uh, five or six years after his career is over, Scotty? Oh, yeah.
2: I I, I think we were doing this like two years ago with the Colts. Uh, I I think the respect has been given already. From a fantasy perspective yesterday, though, I think you saw his ceiling yesterday.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Talk to me about... Let's say if you're in a dynasty league, Scott, because I, I don't know. How do you play the Miami running backs if you're in a dynasty league? Because like Frank Gore, how long can this go? Is he going to have the same role next year? Are you excited about maybe Kenyon Drake more next year? Do you give a look uh, as a completely speculative stash to a guy like Kalen Balage? What do you think this what do you think this offense looks like next year? Because there could be no Frank Gore. There could be no Ryan Tannehill either. This could be the Wild, Wild West for the Miami Dolphins offense. Next year,
2: I think it's very early to speculate on that right okay. now because you just sure. don't know where they're going to go with Tannehill. You know, maybe right. Tannehill ends up with the Giants. I, I, I don't know what's going to happen here. Sure. Uh, I, I think it's too early. Kalen Balaj may be the running back of the future. Could be a timeshare with Kalen Balaj and, uh, and 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 uh, sure. Kenyon Drake. But you know, I, I I don't think you have to be concerned about this in a dynasty league right now, uh, mm. especially if you're a contender. You know, you talk about week 10, you know, we're not, we're not, we're not close to having these kind of decisions right now.
1: Okay. Fair enough. Uh, The Chargers are going to have to make a decision about when Joey Bosa comes back pretty soon, because now without him, nine games they have gone seven and two they uh don't get it twisted they have with the patriots loss and the steelers having a tie on their record it is the los angeles chargers with the second best record in the afc they win this game you and i i think we all had the chargers minus 10 in our picks i know Blue and i did they go to seven and two 20 and six philip rivers you know Does what he has to do, 223, two touchdowns. He does throw one pick. I think he's now 21 touchdowns and four picks on the season. Having an MVP caliber campaign, whether he would get the votes or not, Melvin Gordon continues to shine. Everyone talks about Todd Gurley, right? And what he does do everything for a high-flying offense. Melvin Gordon is there as well, 93 yards on the ground, 72 via the air. He gets into the end zone again. 23 touches from Melvin Gordon and 165 yards from scrimmage. Melvin Gordon, a beast on the West Coast.
2: Phillip Rivers is underrated and underappreciated, both from the NFL and the fantasy perspective. I don't think he's in the MVP conversation. He's not putting up the kind of spectacular numbers that some of these other MVP uh, guys are. He's very, very steady, you know, and I I don't want to say anything negative about him, but he's just not in that MVP conversation. Melvin Gordon, uh, you know he did he, you know if he did have a brief injury uh respite there, you know in, in week seven, but uh, he's been terrific. He's been in the, like the number, arguably the number two running back in fantasy football and the best fantasy running back in the AFC. But, uh, you know, the Raiders' did, defense did play with some pride yesterday. They, they were really tough on Rivers in the first half. They were hitting him, knocking him off his game, et cetera. But, you know, things settled down in the second half.
1: Yep. Melvin Gordon is third in the AFC in rushing third in the AFC in fantasy points, even in both of those categories. He is third. Kareem Hunt would be second. James Conner would be first leading the AFC with 771 yards rushing. Just to finish that off, Zeke Elliott is second in the NFL at 831. Todd Gurley first in the NFL already 988 yards. The one thing I will say, Kareem Hunt and Todd Gurley both have yet. Yet to have their bye. Zeke and James Conner doing it in nine games. Melvin Gordon doing it in only eight games because he has missed a game already so far. Talk to me about these wide receivers for the Chargers real quick as well, okay? Because, you know, this was a game in which I think, you know, they spread it around. Melvin Gordon, Keenan Allen, Tyrell Williams, you know, another kind of herd effort from the Chargers.
2: Yeah, it uh, it wasn't an overly impressive, heard sort of performance. They did what uh, Tyra they had to do, kind of didn't do, much. of yeah, Tyron Williams didn't do much. Uh, Mike Williams was silent again. Uh, it was really just about Keenan Allen, pretty much, and Melvin Gordon. Yeah, all right. And obviously
1: the Raiders have very little to talk about, so we're not going to talk about nothing much. On uh, the other side of the break, we got two more games to break down on the West Coast and Monday Night Football, the preview. So come
0: on right back as we bring it on home.
1: Welcome back Fantasy Sports Today here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez, they call me the spitting statistician, and the king, Scott Angle. We're breaking down what we saw yesterday. We'll take a couple of minutes to preview what we expect to see tonight as well. Scotty, interesting game in the NFC West. You were right. Uh, I also thought that you know the 10 point spread would be a little bit too much for this division rivals. Uh, you know, Seattle had a chance towards the end, but the Rams get a victory to go to nine and one. 36 to 31. Uh, you know, Jared Goff goes three eighteen and two. We already know about what Todd Gurley does on a weekly basis. Another 160 scrimmage yards from him, 19 touchdowns. He gets into the end zone. Brandon cooks 10 for a hundred Robert Woods four for 89. They use him in the run game as well. And we already know about Cooper cup with this injury. Um, Scotty, let me ask you, let's spin it forward. Cause we know about the Rams already. Um, is Josh Reynolds going to be one of these waiver ads with Cup likely done?
2: Probably not because he really didn't step up when uh, you know, when Cup was out before to the point where right. he was really that useful and not Nick somebody you're, going to, you're really gonna you're really gonna start. You know, I, I I think we're fishing for what's not there. Uh, okay, you know, it's going to be Gurley and the two guys are not there. You know, it's yeah. You know, Nick Nick Williams isn't anything here. It's. Uh, you know, some guys are just not capable talent-wise of stepping up and running with the opportunity. I don't think Josh, Williams, Josh Reynolds is uh, there yet in his career. He could be at yeah. some point. I don't think Nick Williams will ever be there. Uh, I don't think okay. there's anything to see there. And, and by the way, uh, you know, uh, I didn't get my survivor pick right, but I did get the fact that uh, the Seahawks were going to cover right, and it was interesting because you know, they continued to do it with the running game.
1: Uh yes, Scott, that is true. Although I don't think you want to promote that necessarily. It was the only pick you got right, <laughs> um, and you have fall unfortunately to far below
2: five hundred. Well, you, you love, love we to promote what you records. got right. I I should be able to do. It sure, you know. Sure, it's you like, got to see. How I heard I heard a promo with you with you saying that you know you didn't understand how they were going to backdoor cover with. You know Doug Baldwin wasn't a factor, Doug Baldwin has really been a factor all year long, and this team still hasn't lost by more than eight points, so divisional game they lost by just two the first time, you know I knew yeah, that absolutely. i I knew there was a very strong chance they were not going to cover. They played a very, very good game you know i I thought they they had a chance to win uh but for, for fantasy wise in the passing game, like Tyler Lockett he's very touchdown dependent, but he keeps getting it done, man. It's like about seven touchdowns in nine games. So to recap, Scott got the Seattle pick correct. He went
1: 1 and 2, however, on the week to go to 10 and 20 on the year I'm one and one this week got the Chargers right got the Bengals wrong I still have San Francisco outstanding right now I am 16 and 13 three games over Scotty is 10 and 20 and 0-1 against me to the GST That is one, at, that's yeah. how I was going to do it Scott I was going to talk about them all this <laughs> is not this is not a tit for tat I'm going to be absolutely honest Scott and Survivor picks oh, this no. year falls to 6 and 4 Dane on Survivor picks improves to 7 and 3 and Scott got a W against the Spittin' Statisticians yesterday in our league, the GST, in which Scotty moves up to, I believe, Scotty, talk to me if I'm right, you go to 8-2 and two on the year. The Spittin' Statisticians will fall to 6-4 still, however, in the playoff race. Um, Scotty, on the Seattle side, you're plugged into the Seahawks more than most people that I know, at least. Um, Rashad Penny? Is now the time to believe?
2: I don't know. You want to see that because there was a really explosive running from him yesterday. Yeah. But still, you know, they, I think they consider Mike Davis more versatile. And if Chris Carson is going to continue to be out, I think it's going to be a time split. You know, I don't think there's a situation, you know, in the near future right now where Rashad Penny becomes the clear number one running back. They really like Mike Davis, you know, but Penny's more of an explosive runner, as you saw yesterday. But I think they trust Mike Davis more on a down to down basis.
1: Yeah, so we're gonna have to keep our eye out on that. But it could be, you know, we do see this at times, Scott, where later on in the season, you know, um, the rookie running back starts to uh, starts to move move forward, right? And so that's that's we'll 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 keep our eye out on that one moving forward. There, next game I want to talk about, Scotty. Do you have anything else on this one, Rams and Seahawks? Any other nuggets here? We talked about Cooper Cup. We talked about how awesome the Rams are. We talked about Seattle. Um, Still their run-pass balance is still, you know, heavy run, more than most teams, running more than passing. And we talked about how Rashad Penny is someone to keep an eye on.
2: Yeah, Russell Wilson with another three-touchdown game and 91 rushing yards. Uh, If Wilson is going to start doing some more more design runs – which could be possible because the receiving core is very up and down, that's going to boost his fantasy value. So that's something to keep an eye on. Doug Baldwin is still not Doug Baldwin. Uh, Running better routes yesterday, but still uh, no yardage after the catch, no downfield sort of gear. Uh, Doug Baldwin is being more of a decoy than anything right now.
1: Yep, and one thing just to correct you, Scotty, I do not fall to zero and one against you. I fall to one and one against you this season in Week Four. FST took out Beauty and the Beast by twenty points in Week Four, so let's not forget about. I said that I said one, 1 and zero friend. in the
2: GST. If we if we oh, want to GST. play it like that. In GST. Yes,
1: Fantastic. And then in the NFC East, we got two teams now at four and five after the Dallas Cowboys, Scotty, beat the Philadelphia Eagles 27 to 20. Carson Wentz with 360 yards and two touchdowns, but it is not enough. Um, talk to me here. Zeke Elliott has a huge game, Scotty. 151 yards on the ground and a touchdown. He also adds, you know, um, or is it another 36 and a touchdown in the air? So 25 touches, 187 yards, and two touchdowns for Zeke Elliott. Talk to me about Zeke Elliott now that Amari Cooper is there. Is he really helping safeties not being able to come down in the box, things of that nature? Cooper had a nice little game, also 6 for 75. Should we start to expect this out of Dallas?
2: I think Cooper, you know, certainly helped, and he's also helped in the passing game because you see Dak Prescott spreading it around more and the other guy's getting open more uh i i think what it was more it's just you know that certainly helps but you know, they have to, they have to ride zeke elliott you know more than they've been doing you know last week they went away from in the second half last night they didn't you know that helps dash prescott and it helps the rest of the offense uh you know they have to ride their best player and that that zeke elliott and if uh you know if you traded you bought low on him uh this past week mm-hmm. congratulations you did a nice job
1: yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it obviously looked also like Philadelphia um, still needs a little bit more time to work Golden Tate into their offense. They talk, they made the point on the telecast, so especially when they were playing catch-up, especially when they were, you know, Carson Wentz just, you know, calling plays at the line, kill, 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 that sort of thing, that Tate maybe didn't have you know, understanding of all of those calls. And so you still saw Aguilar, you still saw Jeffrey, and you still saw Zach Ertz. Oh my goodness, Scott. Zach Ertz, 14 catches, 145 yards and two touchdowns. I'm in a league. I told you I got a working margin, but I faced Saquon Barkley and the San Francisco defense tonight. I owned Zert Ertz. I was facing Jeffrey and Tate. And so I was a little bit worried, right? But Zach Ertz by himself outscores Jeffrey and Tate by 30, 40 and a half points for Zach Ertz last night, 14 catches, 145 yards, two touchdowns. And I got to tell you something, Scotty. um, A lot of it came in that very, very last drive, the last drive of the game Wentz to Ertz for 13 yards. Wentz to Ertz for 14 yards. Wentz to Ertz for 9 yards. Wentz to Ertz for 23 yards. He got 10 points in that little garbage time last drive. Is Ertz... Next year, Scott, Ertz and Kelsey. How far ahead of Gronk are Ertz and Kelsey going to go in drafts?
2: Uh, I could see them going in, say, the second round or three? third round. And maybe Yeah, yeah ground... Gronk going like two rounds later, three rounds later.
1: It's crazy. It looks like the torch has been passed, right? Is that definitive? We think it's now. I would even call uh, Ertz and Kelsey like a tier unto themselves, and Gronk doesn't get to play in that tier anymore.
2: No, he doesn't. You know, it's uh, although you know, if he comes back from this injury and turns into regular Gronk over the last five to six weeks, yeah, you know, it, it's all there. possible. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right, but we shall see, and both of these teams now are looking up at the washington football game uh, f- football team a two game lead for Washington on both of these teams. the Super Bowl champions need to get it in gear. time is ticking for them all right scotty let's close it out unless you got anything else on sunday night football any other nuggets you uh looking at at sunday night football the kid josh adams that we talk about goes seven for 47 but it doesn't look like he's really taking his opportunity much either
2: yeah i i don't even know if josh adams is going to be more than in like an rb6 right now uh you know they're looking like there's some upside but that's a true committee they're really lacking like a a a true running back there that they can depend on in Philadelphia. It doesn't look like the same team last year, like in the running game or or defensively.
1: Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. You know, listen, it happens a lot to these Super Bowl teams. It it keeps on churning in the NFL. Look at some of the teams that are coming up right now out of nowhere, ahead of Philadelphia, teams like Washington, teams like Chicago um, in the NFC. Scotty, only a couple more minutes. We got Monday night football right now. The 49ers are three point favorites at home against the Giants. The total stands at 45. What are you looking for in this matchup tonight?
2: Uh trying to stay awake, I think. sure. sure. Uh, <laughs> I mean it's it's a it's it's a game between two bad teams. You know, I'm looking for Odell Beckham Jr. and Saquon Barkley to have good nights. What I want to see is how does Evan Ingram perform? How does Matt Breida look health-wise? Marquise Goodwin could be sneaky good. And the big thing I'm looking for, can Nick Mullins repeat what he did last night now that an opponent has some tape on him?
1: Yeah, so so that's my last question for you, Scotty. We one minute left. Can Nick Mullins repeat this? I mean, the 49ers are three-point favorites. The Giants, listen, they've been trading some people. We know maybe going on the road is the best thing for the Giants, but they've been giving it up almost like the Oakland Raiders. Do you think Nick Mullins has another big outing in him against this Giants defense? No Snacks, Harrison, no Eli Apple. It looks like they're, uh, you know... Kind of going to be in the top five for the draft next year. Can Nick Mullins get it done? Who do you like in this game? The Niners are three-point favorites.
2: I don't know if I expect another big game, but if he stays with it himself and he continues to do what he did last week, which is take what the defense gives him, he can have an efficient game. Uh, it's, it's kind of tough. you know. Both these teams are pretty bad, but the Niners really played bad last week, but you never know which Giants team is going to go, show up. And uh, Mullins has looked better than Eli, so I'm going to take the Niners.
1: Yep, I'm on the Niners as well. I am certainly on the Niners as well. Uh, I believe Nick Mullins will, in fact, get it done. Don't get it twisted. We were talking about Gronk, another player to watch tonight. George Kittle entered this week as tight end three overall. Uh, Eric Ebron hopped over him. Let's see if Kittle responds with another game at the tight end position. Kittle's and Vince. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Great time spending with you this morning, Scott. Have a great fantasy day today. Yeah. Saquon Barkley,
2: George Kittle. We'll see where the production comes from. The morning after. Okay. Oh, fantasy sports radio network.